Welcome to Mucky Landon, population 276 and a half. It's an odd little backwater in a lower, slower corner of the tiny state of Delaware. Mostly known for being not too far from some place you'd rather be. I'm Virgil Slatter. Me and my partner, Harmon Truesdale, own the Mucky Landon Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. Jones and Broad. If by some chance you have car trouble and find yourself here, and that's how most folks find Mucky Landon, less than they were born here, you be sure to stop by and say hi. If it's Tuesday, try Harmon's Bologna Special, Mucky Landon, sort of a podcast created by Chris Polo. Season 1, Episode 1, Virgil Gets a Dog. Written and directed by Chris Polo. I went down to the corner store. Bet you all know what I found. And Dimpling Neck Road is still closed due to that parking lot fire at the Duplant Chicken Nugget Processing Plant. Sorry, that's Dumpling Neck Road that's closed. Monkey Landing Police Chief Neville Chief reports that the flatbed truck was loaded with crates of chicken feathers slated for export from Bughead City. Bighead City, you moron! Sorry, Mr. Pohunk. Um, those feathers were slated for export from Bighead City when it caught fire. The fire, emergency, and large animal control crew was on the scene, and citizens are advised to take the usual precautions. Keep windows and doors closed and stay upwind of the plant until the smoke and foul odor warning for the mucky landing ditch water... It's mucky fucking landing! Christ, you live here, you idiot! What kind of fucking moron can't pronounce the name of his own fucking hometown? Shit! People ask me why. Sorry. Until the warning for the Mucky Landing dishwasher. Ditch water! I'm sorry, sir. The Mucky Landing ditch water lesser metropolitan area is lifted. And as we move into the 8 o'clock hour, I'm Newt Newberger. Stay tuned for the firm report right farm after report. station identification. It's a fucking farm report! Another smoke and foul odor warning. Well, that's just great. How am I supposed to run a business in this town if you can't take a breath without getting a lung full of either smoke or funk? Aloysius, damn it, get out from in front of the door, son. How's anybody supposed to get in here with you laying there blocking the entrance? Come on now, it's Friday. The seniors get their checks today and they'll be in here soon enough loading up on cat food and postage stamps. Go on now, get. Well, that's not any better right there, Aloysius. We only got two grocery carts, and you're blocking both of them. Hey, morning, Verge. Sorry I'm late. The Bluesmobile didn't want to start, and then I had to go around my elbow to get to my thumb to get here, because there's rose clothes all over the place for some reason. Holy shit, what the hell is that? That's Aloysius. Just picked him up from Uncle Boone's place last night. I didn't ask for an introduction. I want to know if I need to grab a shotgun. It's a dog for crying out loud, Harmon. What the hell did you think it was? I don't know. A really long bear or a wombat or something. You don't even know what a wombat looks like. Well, if it looks like a moldy old rug with eyeballs, I'd say that's what we got here. It's one of Uncle Boone's blue tick hounds. A hound dog. Seriously. 
What happened to it? Nothing happened to it. It's just that he's not a purebred blue tick. His mama, Bluebell, is one of Boone's best hounds, a real champion. But apparently, while she was in season, she had a, a, an unfortunate assignation with a stray of a different breed. Different breed? different planet. Would you cut it out? Well, you gotta admit, Verge, that is one seriously fucked up looking dog. The hell kind of liaison did his mama have that would produce a mess like that? Well, we're not real sure about that. Boone says he heard a ruckus out in the kennel one night before he knew the bitch was in heat. Then the next morning, he found Bluebell in her kennel, along with a little chewiner dog and a stepladder. A chewiner dog? Half chihuahua, half wiener dog. Boone figured the Chewiner was a stray that slipped in there with Bluebell to keep warm. So he took him down to the pound in ditch water, didn't think anything of it, until the puppies were born. When she popped out six good-looking blue tick hound dogs and Aloysius, that's when he remembered about the Chewiner dog and the stepladder. Damn, that's just sad. He sold the other puppies, but he didn't get any takers on Aloysius. Well, there's a shock. He did have one guy who was interested, this midget who was having car trouble and stopped out at Bob Ferkin's Lubintune out on the highway. A midget? Yeah. He was on his way up to Big Head City to join up with the rest of the circus folks, and while Bob was working on his car, he mentioned he was looking for a dog. A circus midget? Yeah. He just lost his dog that he used in the show, and Bob told him that Boone had this unusual blue tick hound he was trying to sell. So he went out to Boone's place to check him out, but it turned out Aloysius was too short for him to ride. Surprised he didn't take him for the freak show. He thought about it, but he was afraid folks would think he looked fake. Yeah, I can see that. Boone figured if he couldn't even get the circus to take him, there was no point in trying to find a buyer for him. He knew I'd been thinking about getting a dog, so he called up last night and asked me if I wanted him. Oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. Keep the weirdness in the family. Now, wait a minute. I think this is going to turn out to be a damn fine dog. Sure, he's got those little dinky-ass short legs, and his eyeballs kind of bug out, and he shivers a lot. But look, the top part of him is almost all 80% champion blue tick hound. Plus, his daddy must have been one smart dog to have figured out about that stepladder and all. Maybe. Or maybe he just had a great sense of humor and was a really good dancer. Old Bluebell's the one with a sense of humor. She sure put one over on Uncle Boone. Virgil, I'm not so sure it's a good idea to bring him into work with you. He's going to scare the customers. And do you really think it's sanitary to let Frankenweenie here crawl around on the floor by the produce? You could at least tie him up in the back by the sporting goods counter. Look, not everybody hates animals the way you do. I'm sure our customers are going to love him. Shoot, once word gets around, I'll bet folks will be stopping by just to see him, even if they don't need to buy anything. Only if you put a carnival barker outside inviting folks to step right up and see the elephant dog. Yeah, go ahead and laugh, Harmon. This is a good dog right here, and I'm keeping him up here by the register with me today so he can get to know everybody. Oh, good thinking. He'd probably be up on somebody's trophy wall before sunset if you put him back by the guns. Luke Yoder, nice to see you. Hey there, Yoder. Morning. And Uncle Yoder, too. This is a surprise. Morning, Uncle Yoder. Hey there, Uncle Yoder. Harmon, back it down. It's Uncle Yoder, not Helen Keller. I know that. He can see me just fine. How you doing today, Uncle Yoder? Harmon, stop yelling in his ear. Jeez, if he wasn't deaf before, he probably is now. Sorry about that, Uncle Yoder. So what brings you fellas into town? Wait. 
Virgil? What are we waiting for? Don't rightly know, Harmon. Thinking. Could be better. Now go. Ah, okay. Glad to hear it, Uncle Yoder. So, Luke, you buying or selling today? Selling. Oh, good. You know, I could use some sweet... Selling. Okay, thanks, Uncle Yoder. So, I could use some of that sweet corn of yours if you got it. I don't know how you Amish do it, but you raise the best-tasting sweet corn around. Bullshit. No, really, your corn is the best I have ever... Bullshit for fertilizer. Oh, right, got it. So, you got any sweet corn today? Nope. Well, that's too bad. Bullshit. Pardon? Bullshit. Oh, right, for fertilizer. Wait, so you do have sweet corn? Nope. Harmon, Luke already said they don't have any sweet corn. Bullshit. But Uncle Yoder said... Harmon, why don't you just park your mouth for a minute and sit this one out? So, what do you got today, Luke? Cheese. Oh, we can always use some cheese. Cheese? Right. Got that, Uncle Yoder. I could use some of that good Amish cheese. What kind you selling today? Here we go. Shut up, Harmon. Got samples. No, Aloysius. This is for people, not dogs. Now we're talking. I'll help you out with this part, Virg. Why don't you just lay them out here on the counter, Luke? Uh, what's that you got your cheese tied up in there, Luke? A handkerchief? I use Kleenex myself. Don't really like the idea of snot mixing in with my undershorts and whatnot. Of course, maybe if I pounded my shorts on rocks like you guys did. Harmon, the Amish don't pound their laundry on rocks. Bullshit. Cheese. <laughs> Aloysius, stop it. You pound your shorts on cheese? Nope. Nope. Cheese. Damn it, dog. I said stop that. This is not for you. Bullshit. Okay, so cheese comes into it somehow, but I can't see tying cheese up in a Kleenex neither. Maybe a paper towel. For crying out loud, Harmon, that's cheesecloth he's got him tied up in, not a handkerchief. Cheesecloth. <laughs> well, that makes sense, don't it? Yep. Bullshit. Well, we should all probably just ignore that one. That bullshit don't mean anything, right? Nope. I think I'm starting to get the hang of this now. Harmon, how about you give the hamster that powers your brain a rest for a minute there? So, Luke... These chunks of cheese here, are they three different kinds, or are yep. they... Okay, so what's this one here? Farmhouse. Well, let me try just a little bit of that. Aloysius, stop that! <laughs> Virgil, your beast here just growled at me. Aloysius, behave. Good boy. Cheese. Right, Uncle Yoder, this is definitely cheese. All right, let's taste this bad boy. Oh, man, that is good. Mm, tastes like cheddar. Cheese. Harmon, you were supposed to taste it, not suck down that whole hunk like an anteater with a thyroid condition. Mm, can't help it, Bert. Cheese is my spirit animal. Cheese can't be a... Oh, never mind. So what's this second one, Luke? Cheddar. Cheese. Isn't cheddar supposed to be orange? Not all cheddar is orange, Harmon. Trump. Aloysius, that's enough out of you. I need you to sit there and be quiet. This would be a white cheddar now, right, Luke? Maybe. Nope. So, let's give it a try. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Harmon, here, try a piece oh, of... Oh, don't mind if I do. Daggone it, Harmon, that was my finger. You flat-out flunked Sharon in kindergarten, didn't you? You know how big my family was. In our house, you either move fast or you starve. Thanksgiving dinner was like a pack of hyenas taking down an antelope. We could have been our own National Geographic special. Harmon, please. I'm trying to do business here. Now be professional. So, that one was cheddar. Very nice. Farmhouse. Well, I agree, Uncle Yoder. 
Tasted just like the farmhouse cheese, if you ask me. I'm pretty sure that piece you just ate zipped straight to your stomach before your taste buds got a chance to form an opinion of it. Now, that was a delicious cheddar, Mr. Yoder. Now, what's this third one? Farmhouse cheddar. Well, I'm so surprised. Cheese. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm with you on that one, Uncle Yoder. Harmon, this time how about I break you off a human-sized portion, and I'll take the bigger piece. Here you go. Ah, oh, thanks, Verge. And one for me. Whoa, did you see Alloicious. that? Delicious. Damn it, dog, you snatched that piece right out of my mouth. Bad dog shit. Damn, that piece went downright airborne there. Another half inch, you'd have gotten your tonsils right along with the cheese, Virgil. Dog must have springs in its back legs. Aloysius, I need to enroll you in obedience school so you can learn some table manners, son. <laughs> okay, right. We'll enroll Harmon, too. So, Harmon, since I didn't get a chance to try that last sample, what did it taste like? Just like the first two. You sure these are three different cheeses, Luke? Yep. Nope. Now I'm confused. Par for the course, Harmon. Well, the first two were excellent. How much you selling them for, Luke? Nine wholesale. Nine dollars a pound? We can do that. We'll take three pounds of each. Farmhouse is 15. Why are you charging more for the farmhouse? Farmhouse cow gives better milk. Farmhouse cow? Lives in the house. My room. Wait, you keep a cow? The Amish move in mysterious ways, Harmon. Let it go. We'll take three pounds of each of the cheddar and the farmhouse cheddar and two pounds of the farmhouse. Deliver in the morning. Morning. That works. Say, I meant to ask, how's your tobacco looking this year? Are you harvesting yet? No, no tobacco this year. Oh, what did you plant instead? Soybeans? Weed. Marijuana, huh? Yep, more money. Getting in on that medical dispensary business, huh? Smart move. Weed, huh? Now that's pretty exciting right there. What strain? Acapulco Gold, Purple Kush, Maui Wowie, um... Not that I, I know too too much about it or anything. It's just that... Uh, New strain. Local. Oh, what's it called? Delaware weed. Not real snazzy, but it gets the point across. All righty then, Mr. Yoder. We'll see you in the morning. Looking forward to that cheese. Bullshit. <laughs> Good dog. Delaware weed, huh? Nice. The retired teacher. She's throwing fits. Old men are always snickering pointing at her tits. She's the prettiest woman in town. Maybe in the whole wide world. Now, I know I saw a business card up here on the bulletin board for a dog obedience school. Ah, there it is. Oh, it's okay, boy. We just got to teach you some manners if you want to come into the store with me. Uh, let me give him a call. Thank you for calling Positive Pups. This is Darrell. What do you want? Yeah, hey, this is Virgil Slatter here in Mucky Landon, and, and I got this dog. Well, yeah, Virgil. Of course, you got a dog. This is Positive Pups. Not Positive Cats, or Positive Durables, or Positive whatever kind of weird critter you've taken into your home and are scared now that it's going to eat your face. What the? We do dogs here. Just dogs. Well, that's great, because I got this dog here Okay. That... That's good. I can work with that. You got a dog, we can talk. So what kind of dog you got? It's a tick chewiner. A what? A tick chewiner. What the hell is a tick chewiner? Well, you see, his mama Bluebell was a champion blue tick hound dog, and his daddy was a little stray chewiner dog. 
A what? A chawiener. You know, half chihuahua, half wiener dog. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to adjust my brain around that one. I'm seeing a frankfurter with legs and golf ball eyes that shakes a lot. And then you just throw in blue tick hound? That's just not right, Virgil. You know, that's something that Mother Nature never intended to happen, right? Well, yeah, I know that, Your but... average blue tick is a big dog. Tall, proud dog. I can't even imagine how a blue tick and a half chihuahua, half wiener dog ever managed to cha-cha together. Yeah, well, near as we can figure, it involved a stepladder and maybe dinner. Oh, okay. Say no more. Sounds like your blue tick was suffering from low self-esteem. I get that. When a gal needs a lift, sometimes even dinner with a loser can be an attractive option. You have a few drinks, one thing leads to another, and next thing you know it's broad daylight and you're sneaking out of a strange apartment and doing the walk of shame back to your car with your pantyhose and push-up bra stuffed in your purse. Okay. All right, so you got this freak of nature in your home and you're having problems with it. (laughs) No surprise there. How can Positively Pups help you out? Well, you offer obedience classes, right? Yes, we do. We also offer tail massage, fur weaving services for special occasions, and bark therapy sessions with a licensed dog psychiatrist. Fluffy's excellent, by the way. Fluffy? The dog psychiatrist. She's a Pomeranian. We don't need any of that other stuff. I just want to train him up. Okay. So what's this poor critter's name? Aloysius. A-L-O-Y. Okay, I'm not even going there. What's your name? Virgil Slatter. How do you spell that? S-L-A. Your first name? Oh, V-I-R-G-I. Okay, Virgie. I've got an opening and a class starting next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Can you do that? Yeah, that works. Okay, good. I got you down. And I'm putting a note on my calendar to be there personally. This dog sounds like it was whipped up in a mix master. I gotta see that. See you Tuesday. Bye now. Right. Okay, well, Aloysius, it looks like you're going to school. Now the dual-ed twins were passing by. They got one brain between them and only three good eyes. They're headed for the woods. Gonna hunt them up some squirrels. Virgil. Good morning, Herman. Oh, my. What is that? Yeah, Myrtle. That was my reaction, too. That is Virgil's so-called dog, Aloysius. Yep. Ain't he something? He's something, all right. Maybe one of these days modern science will figure out what it is. That's a... Oh. Uh, Yes, it is a dog. I see it now. I was just looking at it from a funny angle. All his angles are funny, Myrtle. For just a second there, I thought maybe it was an old rug you'd found out at the dump. The eyeballs startled me a little. Yeah, unsettling, aren't they? Kind of remind me of that pile of grapes over there. Funny, Harmon. He is funny, isn't he, Virgil? You have the most wonderful sense of humor, Harmon. Now this dog, well, he certainly is unusual looking, isn't he? What did you say his name was? Aloysius. He's a genuine blue tick chewiner hound. Oh, interesting. A tick chewiner. 
Is that anything like a Weimaraner? More like a Wajawarner. I just picked him up from Uncle Boone's place last night, and he's settling in real good. Thought I'd bring him in with me today so he wouldn't get lonesome staying by himself. Well, of course. Hello there, Mr. Puppy. Oh, look at that. He's smiling at me. You can pet him if you want, Myrtle. He's real friendly. Uh, be careful there, Myrtle. I saw an alligator once with that same grin. You could lose an arm. Oh, aren't you sweet to worry about me, Harmon? I'm just going to give him a little scratch behind the ears. Mm. Oh, yes, Aloysius. You like that, don't you? Come on now. Give me a little doggy kiss. Oh, yes, such a sweet kiss. Aren't you just the sweetest thing? <laughs> and smart, too. Yes, you are. Is he going to be coming to work with you now, Virgil? Yep, I believe he will. Oh, now wait a minute, Virg. Well, then, I imagine I'll be stopping by a lot more often. Just to say hello to you, sweetie pie. <laughs> oh, such a cutie. Well, now I've got a little downtime while I'm waiting for my latest project to dry. So I'm just stopping by real quick to see if my package has come in yet and to buy some stamps. What are you working on now, Myrtle? It's a sculpture made entirely from objects that I picked up from the median on the highway, arranged in a specific taxonomy according to shape, color, representational hopes, and inner psychological meaning and stuck together with toothpicks and Elmer's glue. I call it Found Objects with Tire. Sounds appropriate. Um, you weren't planning on exhibiting this one here at the store, were you? I mean, that last one did take up a lot of space. Folks had a hard time getting around it to get to the foot powders and sewing notions. Yes, Maytag washer with snow shovels was one of my larger pieces. No, actually I have some really exciting news. A gallery in Ditchwater is interested in showing my work. So I'll be taking found objects with tire down there on Monday. Well, congratulations, Myrtle. Well, that's real nice, Myrtle. A real art gallery, huh? Hard to believe. Yes, isn't it? This is validation of everything I've been trying to accomplish with my art all these years. You probably won't believe it, but I was always a little afraid that my work was beyond the comprehension of most people. A little too outré, if you will. No, I think I'd believe that, Myrtle. But the purpose of art is to make people uncomfortable, n'est-ce pas? How can one even attempt to know beauty and joy without first understanding ugliness and pain. Well, I'll never know how you managed to put together all that ugliness and pain using just toothpicks and glue, Myrtle. But you're a master of it, and that's a fact. Well, thank you, Virgil. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, now, about my package. I do believe we had a package come in for you yesterday. Step on back to the post office counter and I'll get it for you. Oh, I thought maybe if Harmon wasn't busy... Uh, gee, uh, no, Myrtle, I, I, I gotta get over to the lunch counter and count the bologna slices. You know, make sure we got enough for the lunch crowd today. Oh, that's too bad. Well, let me just give this big old furball another hug. Oh, Aloysius, you are just adorable. <laughs> Don't you just love him, Harmon? You know... He's just what this store needs. A sweet furry face with a 
big, wet nose and floppy ears to greet you when you come in. You talking about the dog or Virgil? Oh, Harmon, you are so funny. Yeah, he's a real riot. Virgil, you've got yourself a winner of a dog there. That's exactly what I told her. Like a wiener of a dog. Well, that's just dandy, isn't it? Car won't start, late to work, got a scary-ass canine co-worker, and to top it all off, Myrtle stops by. Yep, it's my lucky day. Aloysius, knock it off. The hell are you... Oh, jeez. Speaking of wieners, I bet she would have never let you kiss her on the mouth if she seen what you're going to town on right now. Damn. If I could do that, I'd never leave the house. Yikes. Back down there, buddy. Look, you just keep on doing you, and I'll just try to stay out of your way. How's that? Morning, Harmon. Just stop by. What the? Harmon, just stand there quietly. Don't move. I got it in my sights. Whoa, Chief, no, 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 don't shoot. It's a dog. It's a... What the hell? Oh, shit. It is a dog, isn't it? Yeah, Chief, it's a dog. Damn, awfully quick to pull that gun there, aren't you? It's my training, Harmon. I see a threat to myself or to a fellow taxpayer. I'm locked and loaded, ready to take out the enemy, real or perceived, in a heartbeat. There's no thought goes into it. It's automatic. It's like my eyeballs are connected to my hand. Doesn't even have to pass through my brain to get the message. Well, having you pull a gun on me is not how I wanted to start my day. Jeez, I think I gotta go change my pants now. I wasn't aiming at you, Harmon. I was aiming at this critter here. Yeah, but I'm standing behind him. What's going on up there? Nothing. Chief Chief was just a little startled by Aloysius, that's all. Ah, crap. Tell him to put his gun away if he's still waving it around. Now, Harmon, you sure that's a dog? I don't want to have to cite you for harboring inappropriate wildlife in your store here. Yeah, it's a dog, Chief. Belongs to Virgil. He says it's a blue tick chewiner hound. I say it's an affront to nature. A blue chick chewiner, huh? Well, yeah. I kind of see it now. It does seem to be a dog of some sort. Weird-looking eyeballs, though. Is he friendly? Well, he's certainly friendly enough with himself, I can tell you that. He got a hate on for me right off the bat. But you can probably pet him if you want. Myrtle did when she came in. Uh, I wouldn't let him lick your face, though. Come here, fella. What's his name? Aloysius. Come here, Aloysius. <coughs> Holy shit, you are a short one, ain't you, Aloysius? <coughs> That's all right, boy. I'm a little lacking in the hide department myself. Didn't stop me from becoming police chief, now did it? Big things come in small packages, right? Let me scratch you behind those big old soft ears there. Uh, careful there, Chief. I don't know if Virgil's had him out to the vet or anything. He could be harboring all kinds of parasites and Ebola and whatnot. Whoa, sorry, boy. See, Chief, he hates me. Don't be ridiculous, Harmon. This is just a good old country dog right here, ain't you, boy? <laughs> Look at him wag that tail. You're a happy boy, ain't you? You know, when you look straight down on him like this, he looks like one of Boone Slatter's hounds. Except for those bugged out eyeballs, from the length and size of him, I thought he'd be a lot taller when he stood up. Damn, looks kind of like one of those stupid deformed cats. What do you call them? Those weird looking cats with the stumpy little legs? Pygmy cats? Yeah, maybe. Looks like one of them pygmy cats, only bigger. You're a good boy, ain't you? Yes, you are. 
You're a good boy. <laughs> Virgil should have named him Sybil. So what can I help you with this morning, Chief? Well, I was just out with the emergency crew putting out that fire at the nugget plant. Whoa, there was a fire at the nugget plant? What happened? I saw these beautiful etchings on eBay, and I just had to have them for my collection. Hey, Virgil, did you know there was a fire down at the nugget plant this morning? Yeah, I heard it on the radio before you came in. Ooh, a fire. I wish I'd seen it. Fire is so beautiful in its awful ability to completely and utterly destroy everything it comes in contact with, transforming it all into useless, ugly, black, charred nothingness. I'm working on a piece like that. Uh, yeah. Sounds real pretty. Uh, so what called fire, Chief? Oh, it was a flatbed truck out in the Nugget Plant parking lot, all loaded up with crates of chicken feathers. They ship them out to one of those overseas call centers in India or China or someplace to have them stuffed into pillows. Damn Muslims taking jobs away from honest, hard-working American citizens is what I call it. That's what I smelled, burning chicken feathers. <laughs> Reminded me of my grandma's chicken soup. Do what? She raised her own chickens and would singe the pin feathers off the chicken carcass over the gas burner of the stove whenever she killed one off for a stew. She raised her own chickens in a fourth-floor walk-up in downtown Baltimore. Yeah, they had a pretty big apartment. She always had chickens growing up in Italy, and she didn't like the ones from the supermarkets here. Burning chicken feathers, <laughs> that really took me back. That and me washing her back when I was little. I don't like to talk about it. Yep, had to issue a smoking foul odor warning until it clears. Wind's blowing in from the east this morning, so it shouldn't be long before it blows on out. If we're lucky, maybe some of them damn politicians over in D.C. will choke on it. Well, on that note, I need to get back home to check on my glue. Oh, Harmon, I've got some beautiful etchings in this envelope here. They're 19th century postcards from France, featuring some truly lovely ladies in various... Poses. I have a whole collection of them, and I think you're just the man to appreciate them. Would you like to come over sometime and look them over with me? Uh, gee, I don't know, Myrtle. I, How about uh, if I throw in dinner? Well, that's awfully nice, but... Um, I'll buy the beer. Oh, well, in that case... Wonderful! See you tonight. Tonight? Well, Harmon, looks like you got yourself a date to go over to Myrtle's and look at her etchings tonight. Yeah, looks like. So, Chief, about that fire. How did it start? Was the truck idling and the engine caught fire or something? Nope, truck wasn't running. It had been sitting near the loading dock for four or five days while they waited for a full load of feathers. Witnesses arriving for the 5 a.m. shift said all of a sudden there was this huge fireball. And that's all she wrote. Semi went up in flames in a matter of minutes. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. But there's nothing left of the truck except a black heap of melted metal and rubber and a scorched parking lot. You don't say. What do you think caused it? Don't know. Not yet, at least. But my gut feeling is it's either spontaneous combustion or an act of terrorism. Now, if you would, I'd like a cup of coffee to go in a Slim Jim. Aloysius, where are you going? No, come here, boy. Aloysius, do you need to go out? No, 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 not there. Ah, crap. So to speak. Whoa. I think I'm going to need to extend that foul odor warning. Clean up on aisle three.
Thank you for tuning in to Mucky Landon, Season 1, Episode 1, Virgil Gets a Dog. For more about Harmon, Virgil, and everybody else in Mucky Landon, visit muckylanding.com, where you'll be able to download new episodes whenever we get around to posting any. You can also drop us a line there to tell us what you like about the show or what you'd like to hear more of. We'd really love to hear from you. Be sure to tell your friends about us. Catch a live broadcast of Mucky Landing at the Kent County Theater Guild, which is located just off of Route 13 in beautiful almost downtown Dover, Delaware. And please give us some love on iTunes, because that really, really helps. Virgil Gets a Dog featured Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter. Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale. Darren Dell as Aloysius. Austin Topper as Newt Newberger, Kevin Smith as Mitch Pohunk, Will McVeigh as Luke Yoder, Claude Warnick as Uncle Yoder, Patty Gatto as Doral Bernstein, Gina Schuck as Myrtle Merkel, and Dick Pack as Chief Chief. Musical entertainment was provided by the fabulous Jim Rezac. Virgil Gets a Dog was written and directed by Chris Polo. Thank you for listening, and if you like this episode, you're definitely going to want to tune in to Episode 2 of Mucky Landon, the late, late Harmon Truesdale. I went down to the cornerstone, I you all know what I found. Nothing but rain and salty water soaking through that muddy ground. You might get into a fight, but you could get lucky. The ground beneath your feet is always going to be a little mucky.